Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello, all, and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. I'm embarrassed. Why are you embarrassed, Lauren? Because I read the same poem twice and didn't even notice. Uh, don't worry, I promise the amount of angry responses we got was slightly less than none. <laughs> wow, slightly less than none. It was a mean... black hole of negative energy. All of it was just swallowed. There wasn't anything that could escape. I mean, if you got less than one complaint, do you think that means it's it's one or more compliments? We may well have done. No, oh, I don't know. Well, I hope you enjoyed that cat poem twice. <laughs> I evidently like to talk about cats a lot and think about cats a lot, but I don't keep track of what poems I do. It's it's literally one of your jobs. Yeah, literally. <laughs> well, do we have any repeats this week? I, I hope not. Please tell me I am doing a different one. Has anybody done In Search of Cinderella? I was going to, but I didn't. Okay. Okay. So you have a different one. Yes. All right. Well, I'll do In Search of Cinderella. From dusk to dawn, from town to town, without a single clue, I seek the tender, slender foot to fit this crystal shoe. From dusk to dawn, I try it on each damsel that I meet, and I still love her so, but oh, I've started hating feet. And it shows a short chair, and the chair is empty, and there is a man dressed in what I suppose is, is a princely uniform, but it looks more like a clown's bathrobe. And he has a crown on his head, and he's looking very tired and perplexed. This poem brought to you by Quentin Tarantino. The Cinderella myth, or uh, yeah, or the Cinderella fairy tale. How small was that village where she was the only one that was like a size seven? I mean, I would assume she was like a five. Well, let's go with that. There are no other fives in that town. Small, I guess. And also, what I mean, it's such bullshit that having small and narrow feet is the sexiest. <laughs> this is so. It's bullshit. I don't even have particularly large feet. I have, you know. I'm tall, but I, my feet aren't that big. They're still within a very average range. And well, if crush fetish videos have taught me nothing, it's that there is no size that can't please. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I mean, the real problem with my feet is that I have duck feet. <laughs> All right. Has I, this caused you problems? Oh, yes. Mostly with finding shoes. But the issue is that I have a either rather average or narrow heel and very wide Toe, bo- toe area so i am just a duck i have you duck feet you are not the ideal candidate for vibram five fingers no also my toes are really short <laughs> <laughs> i can't wear toe socks because my toes are really short also my feet look like human hands <laughs> that's the opposite of having short toes <laughs> um and i have very high arches uh which also is a problem for finding shoes and not as high as my sister who has just bizarrely high arches but i have very high arches and so my feet are are prone to getting messed up and crushed within shoes and so i'm in a problem right now where i'm having trouble walking or or biking or doing any kind of thing that involves being on my feet because somehow when i was taking a little walk with my sister back in december i screwed up 
part of my foot and it will not get better because I keep using it. Why do I keep using it? Oh, maybe because it's on the bottom of my fucking foot. You know, the place where I have to stand. And now that foot bone will stay broken for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think it's probably a stress stress fracture, but I don't know for sure. It's called metatarsalgia, and that's just the blanket word for pain in your metatarsal. Yep. I had it on the other foot several years ago. uh, Other foot in a different place, and now I have it on this foot in a new place. My dad shredded his ankle when he was about our age, and then that never healed. Oh no, yeah. I uh I've been told that if I sprain my ankle one more time, I am absolutely screwed. Yep. <laughs> They're like, you have accumulated Welcome to middle age. <laughs> you have accumulated so much damage that you may have to have your ankle fused if you sprain it one more time. Get a peg leg like a pirate. Uh I mean, I'll probably just if I I I've seen that uh ankle fusing surgery go so wrong that I would just get a brace and wear a brace all the time and it would look like a peg leg. So there you go. Pardon me one second. I am I am just like just like tasting my own teeth here. I need to get some water. Hang on. What my do your teeth taste like? Well, while I'm waiting for Russ to come back, I'm going to read the Wikipedia entry for metatarsal bones. The metatarsal bones, or metatarsus, are a group of five long bones in the foot, located between the tarsal bones of the hind and midfoot and the phalanges of the toes. Lacking individual names, the metatarsal bones are numbered from the medial side, the side of the great toe. The first, second, third, fourth, and fifth metatarsal, often depicted with no Roman numerals. The metatarsals are analogous to the metacarpal bones of the hand. The lengths of the metatarsal bones in humans are, in descending order, second, third, fourth, fifth, and last. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even see you come back. (laughs) And last. And last. Have you been reading that the whole time? Uh, only part of the time. Oh, God, that's definitely staying in. <laughs> well, so physical therapy would be use it as best you can, pain management PRN, and live with it for 40 years. The thing that eventually fixed the problem on my other foot was having orthotics that had uh, like a bump under this problem spot in the metatarsal. And so it essentially mm. acted, I guess, like a brace or something. So I think I'm going to hopefully do that again and it'll work. But I have to go see the doctor. And in the United States, our healthcare system is bullshit. And everybody talks about how, you know, you can't afford healthcare with insurance and Definitely can't afford it without it. And I have insurance. It's not the greatest insurance. But what they don't talk about is how damaging the fact that insurance is tied up with your employer or whatever. And so anytime you switch jobs or your employer switches providers, you then have to switch all of your doctors. So that's why I haven't gone to the doctor, even though it's been two months of pain, because I haven't bothered to get a new primary care position because... Uh, getting a new doctor for anything is such a pain in the ass. Canada is just out of doctors. <laughs> they all went to the States. Well, I mean, you try to get a, an appointment with a doctor these days, it's going to be like a month at least before I can get in. So dropping back to your original statement, your fix for the other foot was making your already high arch higher? No. Oh. No, no, no. So you have a few different kinds of arches in your foot. There's the arch that they think of as the arch. And then your 
metatarsals and toes, when they spread out, they kind of have a bit of a archer bridge between them as well. And that's the one that got the support. So it's like a, it's almost, almost like a per- perpendicular arch in a way. A perpendicular? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> On the subjects of feet and like shoes and well, a lot of people are horny for feet. Yeah, I I have nothing. I wish I could contribute something to that, but that is one. That's a fetish that does not speak to me at all. I don't really have much feeling about feet at all. Like some people are very grossed out. Some people are like turned on by feet, and I just don't. I just don't care that much. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that gets people's jimmies rustled, and a lot of it I can understand. Like, even properly deviant stuff is like, oh yeah, I can kind of see that. But the foot one, it's relatively benign, and it's like, I don't know, it's like being horny for ears or something. Yeah. It's just like, I guess that's a part. Okay. Sure, why not? If if it exists, people are horny for it. So, Twitter went down today, and I haven't really... (laughs) been spending much time on twitter i I, well i sort of do it read only these days uh i'll sort of see what other people saying and someone was pointing out that they went into a rabbit hole on cyberpunk 2077 mods (laughs) so much of them are about women's feet (laughs) so i looked it up i was like really yeah oh yeah well, I've talked about how my favorite part of that game was having the uh, individual with the biggest tits and the biggest dick in Night City. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, no, I'm not familiar. With, I'm not entirely familiar with the mod community, but that doesn't really surprise me. No, I, I wasn't familiar with it at all. So I looked it up and yeah, a lot of them are about footwear or feet. <laughs> They're like, so, you can have the biggest high heels, the biggest. I was going to say, does it like go the other way? And so it's like you can stick hobbit feet on them. I, I didn't get that far. I just went to verify that what this person on Twitter had said was true. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's true. It's like huge, hairy mittens. Yeah, no, I would have expected it to be mods for like like bigger genitals like you often see in yeah. things that are modded. But no, it was it was mostly about feet. <laughs> I, wonder how, I wonder how much of a following I could build up selling my feet on OnlyFans or something. That market's probably saturated. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people like the idea of selling foot things because it doesn't feel that wrong to them. They're like, oh, it's just my feet. It would have to be something so niche. Maybe if they're like playing with Star Wars figures. There's probably a thousand accounts for that already. I don't know if there is. We can. I mean, you might as well just look it up. <laughs> I don't have. A, I don't have OnlyFans. I think well, there's got to be a way to search because uh, people who do OnlyFans need a way to bring people in. So you would think that. If they do something like that, that you might be able to search for it. Star Wars Ewok plush. Big feet. Ten and a half inches. (laughs) It's a plush? Yeah. I don't know if it's feet or ten and a half inches or if the plush measures (laughs) ten and a half inches, but that sounded like something you'd see. (laughs) Something you'd see for OnlyFans, yeah. That's great. I don't even know what terms when if you wanted to look for foot fetish stuff, I don't even know what terms you would use. I guess maybe I would be like Star Wars foot play, but is foot play the actual term that somebody would use? I don't know. I'm getting lots of I put in feet Star Wars toys and okay, this is clearly a foot person, but there's no Star Wars toys. Someone making cinnamon rolls not with their feet. This doesn't make any sense to me. 
Oh, this looks wholesome. Self-building affirmations. There's very little feet Star Wars content on well, here. Well, I mean, rule 34. What if, it, what if I just put Star Wars toys? Well, there are a lot of places you could put those. Yeah, but I don't think that Lucasfilm is contracted with Bad Dragon yet. I mean, you can you don't need it to be something you are supposed to put up your ass in order to put it up your ass. Yeah, just a lot of lightsabers. <laughs> okay, well, Russ, there is clearly a niche that's a, a hole in the market that needs to be filled. Ha. This is sadly disappointing. I was expecting a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing good. No. <laughs> We're both bummed. What a, what a damn shame. It's a letdown. Here I was like, I mean, I was expecting everything, you know, like something with some fur on it and like, like it makes Chewbacca noises. Nothing. <laughs> Edging with my Chewbacca. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Russ, what are you reading today? And will that also uh, get think, horny? Yeah, I think this is one of the ones that you don't have. Um, this is garbage soup recipe. All right. How do we make a garbage soup? A little glop, a little goop, a cup of slop, a quart of bunk, then half a tablespoon of gunk. A pinch of grit, a dash of grime, a half a scuzz, a squeeze of slime. Aha! It shall be ready soon. Did you bring your bowl? Did you bring your spoon? I can tell you how to make garbage soup. Yeah, I learned that that's a thing. Oh. To tell us how to make garbage soup. Anyway, the the way you make garbage soup is you take out the garbage... You forget to put the lid on the can, <laughs> then it rains, and then you're in big trouble. See, the, we, do, we do the food scrap recycling, and for me, it's when I leave the food scrap bag in the little compost bucket for too long. Oh, that's called compost tea. Did you not know that was a real thing? <sighs> no, 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 no. You don't, you don't drink compost tea. No, you don't? <laughs> no. No, <But> it, <laughs> I, no. But compost tea is used as a fertilizer. You don't have to tell me. You don't eat nails either. <laughs> compost tea is, a, is often used as a fertilizer. Oh, yes, that makes quite a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, Russ, you also don't jump in front of cars. No, don't drink the compost tea or the garbage. Was so, there an image that went along with it before I interrupted you? It's just a pot. It's it, It's just a stew pot. All right. Yeah, nothing, nothing visible therein. What I learned is that when I'm done with, you know, if there's food scraps or anything, I put them in my little compost bin. But I learned that to make garbage soup, you freeze that. And so any table scraps go in the freezer. Once you've built up a big enough thing, then you add it to stock. Yes, I do this. I think we've had this conversation before on this podcast as well. But but your definition of garbage soup was not that, and I've learned that no. that's a thing. That's new information. I've never called it garbage soup. I call that keeping vegetable trimmings for stock. Uh, a the recipe famously given by uh, Phyllis Diller on the Mike Douglas show. It always has seven cloves of garlic, a large onion, two carrots, two stalks of celery, and a bunch of parsley. All of them chopped up, plus a big can of tomatoes, a can of red kidney beans, salt, pepper, and Parmesan cheese. 
Fill a pot half full of water or juices in which vegetables have cooked during the week. Bring it to a boil. Add soup bones. Any leftover meat I have lying around, let it boil for an hour and a half. Sure. Add any chopped veggies. All the week's leftovers, including spaghetti, sour cream, baked potatoes, and almost anything else that has collected in the refrigerator during the week. The only thing I have never added is pickles or jello. Well, I've added pickles to soup. <laughs> So, no, but good news, uh, in in the event that we had talked about this on the podcast already, that was not where I was going with that. Um, groceries are way more expensive, I learned, uh, starting a few months ago when I tried to buy a head of lettuce that cost $8. Sure. And uh, then I swapped that out for Taiwan cabbage, which no one was buying, and it cost a dollar a kilogram. Good and job. Taiwan cabbage also tastes a whole lot better. Good job. Also, also, I can do the last airbender joke and scream my cabbages. My cabbages! <laughs> Every, and I don't know if this is happening everywhere, but I just hear a lot about it in the Canadian news because that's you know what comes directly to my feed, is that people are really mad at big grocery um, for you know still making profits and greedflation, even in the time when people, the little guy is struggling, such as it is. And unfortunately, one Canadian grocer has become the unwitting face of this. It is Loblaws, and they're the people behind the no-name brand. Because they did a price freeze. Okay, this happened like back in November, where they're like, we're going to freeze our prices until January fill-in-the-blank. And they did, which, you know, went through the holiday season. And then they unfroze the prices and everything went right up. Well, every other grocer had been doing this all along. But Loblaws, because they were the one, the last ones to do it and the big jump happened at once, now they're the face of greedflation. And the conspiracy theory is if you could have held this cost all this time, that means you can just set the cost whatever you want. And that's <laughs> and so now that i mean it, that may not be false yeah it, however <laughs> there i don't know who is behind their corporate pr account particularly the, tw- the twitter one because they just doubled down and it was the most defensive stance you have ever seen in your in all your born days and so i collected some of the better ones here uh this is <laughs> this is Loblaw tweeting We get it. It's easy to blame grocers for higher grocery prices. But on a $100 grocery bill, our profit is less than $4. And at uh, uh, Talaman John replies, Dear Loblaw Social Media Manager, there is no way you're getting paid enough to play defense like this. Chrissy Samard took up that tweet and replied, Show us your CEO's house. Mm Mm-hmm. And of course, the you know this is probably the voice of truth in everything. This is uh, Chisholm or Evelyn replies. It's not either or. Definitely higher costs due to supply chain issues. But it was the profiteering that led to record profits. No good deed goes unpunished. And I love that. Like it, here's your bad guy, and they just got served up on a platter. The poor dolts. I mean, I do want to see what their CEO's house looks like. Let's look at it. Do we have a Let's picture? Look at it. Yeah, here, hang on. (laughs) Oh, it is preposterous. Oh, this is wonderful. Okay, when you... (laughs) I couldn't have planned this any better. 
Uh, so the CEO of Loblaw is a fella named Galen Weston, which, Jesus Christ, can you have a wider or richer sounding <laughs> I name? was going to say. When you search for Galen Weston's house, the first hit is a 2013 article from Toronto Life titled, I shit you not, The Plutocrats Playground. Inside Hillary and Galen Weston's exclusive enclave of palatial vacation homes. Eat him. Eat the rich. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the supermarket. There's your meat counter right there. Oh my god. I do not know this. I can't find a figure of how many properties this guy owns. This article only covers the most palatial of them. (laughs) <laughs> needs wow <to> be eaten. <laughs> wow they need to serve him up for like 5.99 a kilo you know if you put him in soup it would become garbage soup well you know garbage in garbage out <sighs> <sighs> i hope you get more mean tweets bootlicker there's your uplifting thought. <laughs> uplifting the ass. Or Hope lifting up fall. the ass. Hope you fall dick first on your keyboard. <laughs> well, people like that tend to be so lucky that then he'd put out a hit song. Get the very tip hung under the shift key. <laughs> Snaps it off like a hole puncher. <laughs> 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 Ha, 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 ha,